Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another program. Now in today's episode, I'm going to continue with the phenomenal volume, The First 100 Days Lessons in Leadership from the Football Bosses by Phil Denton and Mickey Mellon. And in this episode, we're looking at Chapter 6 and the lessons in Chapter 6, which take you from day 20 to day 35. And they've entitled this particular chapter, Kaizen Culture, Tearing Down the Walls, Welcoming the World. And uh, there's some real key lessons in here that uh, take you onto the next stage of your management journey. If you haven't listened to the first five episodes, this may well appear to be, it does stand alone, obviously, because the lessons in here are absolutely key leadership aspects that are relevant as standalone aspects. But if you have a look and have a listen to the previous five episodes, it will fit in much more seamlessly. So in this particular chapter, we're dealing with day 20 to day 35, as Mickey and Phil talk about. Okay, for me, the key concept or one of the key concepts in this particular chapter is the focus on the concept of Kaizen. Now, Kaizen, as far as I understand it, is a Japanese word or originates from the Japanese language and Japanese culture. And essentially, it means micro improvements, baby steps, millimeters at a time, little tiny changes one after the other that over a period of time create significant and lasting success. Examples. I think probably one of the greatest sporting examples that's been cited so many times is the British Sky cycling team, masterminded or led by Sir David Brailsford, who went about changing the course of British cycling history and he puts it down to taking a team from not having won the Tour de France and not having any significant success in world rankings or Olympic Games to creating a world-dominating force in cycling that won the Tour de France, that won gold medals at Olympics and became world champions. And he did it, and his story is evidence that making small, tiny, almost insignificant changes is the key, is the way forward. Little, tiny things. And it's not the monumental one-day changes that, that the psychology of a human being wants. It's repetitive. It's sticking to basics. It's doing those little tiny things on as many aspects of performance as you can imagine. And this is a, a key concept at this particular point in the journey that Phil and Mickey talk about. 
The other thing that they get into pretty quickly is the environment and they talk about Manchester United and they talk about how an environment is key to success, which is why strong, powerful, positive words are key to success. If possible, nice, bright, airy rooms where people feel comfortable and warm and environments where people aren't spread out and aren't isolated. That's where the tearing the walls come into it. And that's where at the current time, there's an awful lot of businesses who engage in and welcome and have a strong preference for open plan working where there can be collaboration, where people feel that they're part of a team, that they're in a multidisciplinary unit that works together, that communicates, that has body language, that has eye contact and so on, rather than people in isolation. And that, again, is something that we all have a little bit of control over and agency with in terms of our environment. Then we come on to the key aspect of culture and communication. If we go back to previous episodes, we remember how there was a great deal of work done pre-entering the job after the success of the application and being awarded a job, being offered a job. There's all this work that goes into educating yourself on the environment you're going into, the personnel in the environment, the club, the culture, and everything surrounding it. And you have to know what the culture of that organization is if you have any chance to be successful. You have to understand what you're going into. No good being on a military operation if it's jungle warfare and you don't know whether it's Arctic, jungle, or air combat. You are going to fail. Knowledge is key. And knowing the culture that you're going into is absolutely paramount. The world of football is littered with stories of this kind of thing. Let's be really brutal about this. If you are a type of manager, a type of coach who has a CV, which makes you makes great reading in terms of success at keeping clubs up, getting hold of relegation, threatened teams, keeping them in a division and then consolidating them to a level where they are established within the league that they want to be in. And yet that and that the methodology behind that is let's be really basic again. Let's just take it down to complete brass tacks. And, you know, please don't criticize me for pigeonholing I'm just trying to illustrate a point but you work on a principle of a defensive shape you sit deep you have your two banks of four you might have a bank of four and a bank of five and a lone striker and you aim to make sure first and foremost you do not concede and therefore you do not lose the second objective is to work hard on set pieces, work hard on getting the ball in behind the opposition, picking up bits, getting some set plays and pinching a 1-0 win. 
Now, nothing is perfect. Nothing is as simple as that, but I think you get the picture. Now, if you try and implement that strategy at a club like, for example, Manchester United at West Ham or at any other club that has got a history of playing real quality football and having great in-possession players, you are going to come unstuck. Great stories abound, as I've said. Newcastle United, Kevin Keegan's management time. You know, he was manager for more, more than one period, but during that time, you ask any Newcastle United supporter and people who actually worked at the club, they will tell you that that was possibly amongst the greatest periods in Newcastle United's history where they played attractive football and they were happy to win games 5-2. They were happy to win games 4-3 and that made the fans happy and it was a dovetail with the culture of the club. So that's why you have to know what the culture of the club is. Now, if you ignore the culture of the club, you are going to get lambasted from all quarters, from employees, from supporters, from the people who employ you, and there's going to be challenges. So how do you deal with this? Well, you've got to know what the culture is, and then you have to communicate. Look, communication is key, and this is another thing that Mickey and Phil talk about eloquently and deeply and really underline it. You have to communicate to the key stakeholders. That's the chairman, the board, your internal coaching staff, certainly your players and the wider public and supporters. You have to acknowledge what the present culture is and what the established culture of the club is. You have to make sure that you're not setting yourselves up to totally and utterly turn that around so it becomes something that those stakeholders do not want and do not identify with. If you communicate successfully, which is a skill and takes time, it gets everybody on board. It buys you time and it allows people to understand why you're implementing strategies that you're implementing because the reality of the situation is currently not akin to playing the type of football that your supporters want. And Sam, they talk about Sam Allardyce and Sam being at Everton and some of the things he did there that allowed him to be successful at a club which demanded good football. And it's all about communication, managing reality, managing expectation with an underpinning knowledge of what the culture is. Within culture, and they cite Sam Allardyce with this, is that the biggest fear, the biggest issue is not motivation, is not inspiration, it's managing fear. And they quote Sam Allardyce and talk about the fact that if you can manage fear, eradicate fear, move fear on, get people out of a fear mindset, that will solve so many issues. I mean, you go into a dressing room before a game and you will would not be surprised if you came across 11 individuals or at least nine out of the 11 sitting there with a big chunk of fear in their psyche at 10 to 3 before they go out not everybody but a lot and it's a great point and the point here is 
not necessarily can you take away an individual's fear. It is a great point, but the point they're making is, can you create, because you will need to, and, and you should go about it, a culture where it, that is not fear-driven. And that involves communication, it involves listening, it involves understanding, and it involves openness and a degree of vulnerability so that key stakeholders, key people understand they can act, they can make mistakes, they will not lose their job because of it, they won't be lambasted, and they can be accountable and are happy to take responsibility because they trust in the culture. And Mickey and Phil talk about somebody called Barnett who has, has a, a philosophy of, of a value-driven organisation within which you have a zone of operation. And it's well worth diving into. And they talk about knowing this existing culture, knowing what the culture is that you want to create, understanding what actions are needed to create that, what language and communication is going to be necessary, and then how to evaluate where you are and get back into that feedback loop so that you can start the process again for those micro improvements. It's a real good read. They underline that and link that with Matthew Syed's black box thinking. Syed's uh, work on the difference between the medical profession and the airline industry in terms of their management of disaster, if you like. And the citing is all about how in the airline industry, there's openness, there is dissection, and there is a deep need for understanding so that mistakes that lead to disasters can be learned from and avoided. Whereas in the medical profession, there tends to be, or there's been a tendency historically for people to save face, to cover up, to not be transparent in terms of things that have gone wrong. And it's about understanding the need to create that culture of openness and that culture of fearlessness where people trust that they can be themselves, they can make mistakes and that we're all on the same wavelength. Balancing this up, they talk about Mark Palios again and something called BAU, business as usual and PIP, P-I-P. Now, they talk about PIP in terms of creating profit, because that's what you want to do. If it's profit, it's in a business. If it's in a football environment, it's points on the board. And what they're talking about is the fact that these PIPs or profit improvement plans are all great, and that's what we want. We want results. But you can't go out gung-ho and put all your eggs into one basket and say, right, we're going to go out and we're going to sell 50,000 of these. We're going to create a month where we get 12 points out of 12 it, a it's not guaranteed and b there are business as usual things that have to be taken care of the everyday management of life in an organization has to be taken care of it's a bit like saying a ship cannot be turned around in a week it might take three weeks to four weeks to even turn it 90 degrees and then another two months to get it facing the other way and another month to get it full steam ahead 
there has to be this balance between business as usual, what needs to be done, and the PIPs, as Palios talks about them, the profit improvement plans, or the, the, the strategies to, to create the new culture and the improved organization. That is a summary of day 20 to day 35. In essence, Kaizen, micro-improvements. What can you do to the environment to make it better? What can you learn about the culture that you're in, the culture that you want and how to get there? How can you manage the communication to buy yourself time and to manage the difference between people's expectations and the reality that you're in? And how can you create culture and an environment that eradicates fear, allows people to fly and creates transparency and trust that will take you forward. Great points. Chapter six, Kaizen, tearing down walls, welcoming the world. Catch you later. Bye-bye.